have you ever been to Build a Bear? They stuff that bear like right in front of you. Like you pick like a like a carcass of a bear, and with no stuffing in it. And then they've got this machine, this turbine that spins fluff. The hell is a podcast? I mean, when you just tape it, what are you doing? Hello, listeners. If you're hearing me right now, it's because you're listening to Sports Kinda. And let me tell you, thank you. You're one of the elite few that have found out that this podcast is really good. But your work is not done just by listening. Oh, no. We really need you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you would. It only takes a few minutes. You got to give us a five-star review. And when you write a few words in there, you can be nice or you can make a joke and we might read them on the next podcast. But we really need you to interact here. It helps us with our numbers and it makes us feel good. What's going to come out of the gun? Injustice. The tools of cowards and criminals. It's got like a tube that sticks out of it. And then you take this like, carcass of a bear well they do it they you, you don't do it they take this carcass of a bear and shove the tube up into its back and then just like slowly start to just like pump fluffing fluff into it they fluff it with a big sign that says fluff me no <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> so what you're telling me is that these a store called build a bear what you do is in fact build a bear yeah you stuff it too you have to fluff it which is uh So once you're done fluffing your bear, then where does the binky come into all of this? So you put the bink inside the bear or the kid does the kid put, so trip put the binky inside the bear and then they stuff it with fluff. And so the binky Uh is in his foot. And so now he can feel the bear's foot, which has his binky in it. And it's meant to symbolize, Hey, if you need your, your bink, you've got Tom bear. That's right. We named the bear Tom. Tom Bear. Tom the Bear. So who's oh, Tom Bear? Like Bear's his last name. Tom Bear. Tom Bairdy. The Bear. Mr. Bear to you. Yeah. Jackass. What uh so who are the people who work at, at Build a Bear? Are they exactly what I would imagine? Are they 17-year-olds? No. What are you imagining? They're not seven. Well, high high schoolers. No, no. Mostly girls. Only girls. How do you get that job? They're hiring. I would imagine you just walk in. Who's looking? <laughs> I've got a passion. I guess. For fluffing bears. <laughs> I can finally put fluffer on my resume. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. First day on the job, I would be pumping Jet Puff in there instead. See if anyone knew. Ooh. Cotton candy. Yeah. What were the other names that you went, nah, we're not going to name him. We're going we're gonna to settle on Tom. Jeff oh, Bear. That was the first name. First name out of the gates because he wasn't really feeling it. Honestly, he was, wasn't, really, uh, wasn't really feeling the process. Like most two-year-olds, they don't really – he didn't – Wasn't into it. Together. Yeah, he wasn't really into it. He had a hard time picking out the bear, hard time picking out the outfit. Well, then maybe Trip doesn't get a bear, and uh, he has to wait until he's old enough to appreciate it. Take it yeah. away. So now I have a bear, and I named him Tom. <laughs> and he's got some binky in his foot. Some That's child's, good. some other yeah. child's binky yeah. in his foot. Yeah, it's good to so, name animals or like stuffed animals human names instead of like uh, Mister Growls or like Claw or something. I have, I have a something for you. Okay, so you ever watch those nature shows where they're like in the Serengeti and they're all in like. The animals are like tagged, so they know like, okay, so this is this lion and this is this pride. And they always name them like 
like African names or like weird names, and they're never just like this is Frank, and they never name like Frank the Lion or like Mike. This is Mike and his pride. This How is come? You you ever encounter just like somebody's dog, and it's like Mitchell or Jeffrey? <laughs> I love the human dog name. Yeah. They do that at the zoo too, though, Dave. Like you go to see the lions at the zoo, and it's not like Chris and Michael running around. Yeah, they like they, they name them. Well, they name them based on where the the animal is from, right? It kind of makes sense, I guess. That's nonsense because when they have like black bears from Canada, they don't name them like Peter. Peter's the most Canadian the name you can come up with. Yeah, I got nothing. What do you got? Roland. Roland? That's a Canadian name. Um. Francois, French Canadian. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that's a different. That's Montreal right there. Quebec. All, all of the uh, all of the Antarctic, uh, all the penguins are all named. Um, Sydney. Uh, they're all Chili Willy. Every single one of them. Chili Willy. Chili Willy. Chili Bill. Chili William. Chili. Chili William. Did you two coordinate the tank tops, or am I just lucky? Yeah, we got a separate thread. I was getting swollen. Great. No, we're unlucky because you're not wearing a tank. Uh, well, rip do I need to go change? Off. No, just rip the sleeves off. Like I know you want to. I don't want to ruin the shirt. Don't act like you're not perforated. Yeah. All my shirts come perforated. This is just a little incision right there. When I buy a t-shirt, I like grab a steak knife, and the first thing I do is cut little holes into it so that if need be, I can rip that bad boy right mm. on off. A little Velcro yeah. on the inside didn't hurt. It's yeah. like like shorts, right? The pants that become shorts when you zip them off, the dad pants. It's like that for t-shirts, but with your have sleeves. You, have you had those before, Nick? Uh, I'm not a loser, so yeah. Yeah. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. I remember the ones that I had, they all zipped off like right at the middle of the kneecap. So the shorts weren't good length at all. And you don't want, like, even if it's a plastic zipper, you don't want that dragging across your kneecaps. Yeah, and uh, and it was way too obvious that it was shorts also to wear with <laughs> pants. So they got about one trip around uh, the sixth grade uh, hallways before I retired them for good, I think. Yeah. And God forbid you ever needed to run anywhere in those shorts because you'd get like razor burn on your knees from the zipper sliding up and down. Because like you said, it's in the it's in the absolute worst place to cut off. Yeah. It's not below the knee and it's not above the knee. It is the knee. I'd love a pair of jeans with a zipper that are like kind of hidden, but are like legit mid to high thigh. So you can take off basically the whole leg and then go. Oh yeah, there you go. I think Zach froze. But he to finish his point. But it is, it's such a good idea. And honestly, if I could, if I could add something to those jeans that have the zipper, I want the zipper, but I also want them to tear away like NBA pregame pants so that I can go somewhere. And when I decide to unveil the fact that I'm wearing jorts, I can just rip them off in a flourish. So it sounds like you want buttons then. I love that hidden buttons yeah sounds like you want the perfect life yeah sounds like you want it all listen i'm asking for a lot i know but this is this is what i you got to shoot high right you got to reach for the stars because if you if you miss you'll land on like a bird or something well how come we haven't brought that technology to sweatshirts the like tearaway this, like, tech no no the zipper to make it like a short sleeve sweatshirt or a cutoff sweatshirt yeah or a cutoff. Well, yeah. what are you bill belichick I would kill to be Bill Belichick. Kill a check. Kill a check. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just bought a short sleeve. I've been in the market for a short sleeve hoodie because I think they're really cool. And I'm always rolling up mm-hmm, my sleeves mm-hmm. and my sweatshirts when yep. I'm trying to wash dishes and whatnot. Preach. And I can't find a good one. They're you all gotta... like t-shirt material. And it's like, no, like I want something with some weight to it. I want a sweatshirt. I don't want a t-shirt with a hood. I got a Nike one that's pretty nice. So I know Nike makes them. Yeah, yeah so I mean, do they I. exist. But how much are you willing to pay for a sweatshirt that you I can't wear? Free. Really cold at? Zero dollars. Okay, then. Five finger discount. I suppose any sweatshirt can become a t-shirt sweatshirt, Dave, with a pair of scissors. Yeah, but I'm not really. I'm not Bill Belichick, so. <laughs> you kind of got a Belichick vibe to no, you, though. I like how Bill Belichick doesn't cut his off in the same way. Bill Belichick will cut his, like, straight up at mid-bicep, though. So it's, like, not a – it's not, like, short sleeve. It's not a tank. It's, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a strategic cut, if you ask me. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, I don't know. It, it gives off haphazard. Like his hoodies are cut in a, in a way that makes it seem like he had the hoodie, decided, no, nah, I don't want these sleeves, hatcheted off the sleeves in whatever quick way that he could do it, and then went straight back to winning Super Bowls. I got a lot of respect for anybody that has a million dollars in their bank account that chooses to dress like that. Respect wouldn't be the word I use, but hey. Respect is the word I'm using because he can dress however you want, and he chooses. I, I try to dress like Shia LaBeouf. Actually, I think it's good. Shia LaBeouf, interesting shout. You do it's give off LaBeouf do. vibes. You think so? I don't think that's good. I think he's a terrific actor. I'm not joking. Did you ever see the Peanut Butter Falcon? No, and I can't because I hate the name of it for some reason. I feel like it's very stupid, and I don't know what it means. But I, I have oh. nothing but good things about this movie. Oh, no, you can solve that like by it. seeing the movie. <laughs> I'm not interested. You're just boycotting it. Well, the name is great. Once you think, once you realize what it is, because the movie, it's a good movie. I'm not gonna watch it. It's the name of the kid. If it's it's the name, have you? Do you know anything about the movie? No, David, I haven't seen it. (laughs) Tell me about it. Shia LaBeouf is like a degenerate criminal in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and he's on the lam from Lobster Pop people or whatever. And he befriends this, like, mentally disabled kid who stays at, like, a – he's above the age of, like, 18. So he's, like, kind of in that no man's land of, like, you have mental disabilities, but you're not in school anymore. So what do you do? What's the next phase of your life? And so he basically gets kept at, like, a – you know, an, like a, for lack of a better term, a nursing home for special needs adults – and they, you know, become janitors and things like that. They train them to be janitors and things like that. And Dakota Fanning is, no, Dakota Johnson? The woman from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies is like his caretaker or her brother. I don't remember. But long story short, wants to be a wrestler and he wants to come up with some name, and him and Shia LaBeouf spitball ideas over a bonfire at a bar when they're on the lamb together, and they come up with the peanut butter falcon. So does he does he wrestle? or? Yeah, at the end he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Cool. I'm not going to spoil that for you. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. So The IMDb says, uh, together they wind through Delta's elude capture, drink whiskey, find God, catch fish and convince Eleanor a kind nursing home employee with a story of her own to join them on their journey. 
Dakota Jensen Johnson. Fifty Shades of Grey person. Fifty Shades, correct. Yeah, and I thought it was a very good movie, and very heartwarming, and uh, you don't normally expect to get right. that from a Shia LaBeouf. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. What's the last heartwarming Shia LaBeouf movie you saw? Oh, um, that's right. You don't see movies. Have you seen uh, – did I say that in one of the episodes? Am I not a movie guy? You're not an anything guy. You wanted a microchip that would make you – that would see all the things for you. Well, see, yeah. And read all the books and hear all the songs. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why you make fun of that when – didn't you admit that you would eat a food pill? <laughs> Yes, I did. Well, I'm really, that's different. That's different. Apply that to the, it's the same logic. No, both of you, both of you are famously anti-experience. Dave hates food and Zach hates movies. Yeah. No, I hate most experiences. What am I doing here? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this, this sucks. This, this podcast is for, it's a, uh, this sucks. But I'm Whoa. glad you mentioned that. I'm glad experience. you mentioned that, Zach, because it's really important if everybody rates, reviews, Rates, reviews, and subscribes. Stepping all over. Stepping yes. on me. God. D- <laughs> Is that your Batman? Injustice. You saying uh, the the Falcon boy was on the lamb reminded me of uh, a great Simpsons line. He said, "Call me mint and jelly because I'm on the lamb." It's pretty good. Oh, that's that is a good line. Yeah. Very nice. I, I'm not a Simpsons guy, but for some reason I remember that. I prefer. Hey, do, do you get it? Premium, dude. <laughs> no i don't get it <laughs> no i don't get it i'm not cultured and i don't like food that's uh, well fair enough fair enough do you want to finish what you were saying before was i talking when i was hitting you with the injustice drop i don't even remember what i was saying okay i that- want zach to defend his conference is what i want that's where we'll start on sports kinda zach okay. defend your conference well, why don't you let everybody know what my conference is? That would be the Big Ten. What do you want me to say about it? It was I don't know. Like, is the Big Ten overrated, underrated, what? properly rated? No. How about this, were... Zach? What the f- happened? I think they were properly rated. They had a bad weekend. All right, all right. Okay, so I won't make you. Def- we won't do first take, but no. I'll say of the Big Ten teams, who had the most disappointing opening oh. weekend? Illinois. No. Well, okay, so. No, Ohio State. But I never bought well, them. I, ne- I never thought that they were going to go real far anyway. They had a they had a little bit of a tough draw, but Illinois got screwed because uh, uh, Loyola was super under uh, underseated. Ken Palm loved him. Loyola should have been a six or something like that. What were they in? Now? They were. Oh, there he goes again. Eight. Well, until yeah, they he were comes an eight. Back. Yeah, Ken Palm. Loved- out every couple yeah. Well, you know, Kempom also loves the Big Ten in general. They they excelled in every single statistic. I heard something that the Big Ten, it, according to those metrics, was the most powerful conference since like 1984 SEC or something like that. Like it's the second most prolific uh, conference season collectively, maybe in NCAA history or however long those stats go back for. So I don't know. You can't just take that and throw it out because they lose a one and done game. I mean, that's what we love the, the tournament for, but it's not really an indicator of what the league is about. That's a good point. But is there anything to be like said for the fact that these teams mostly just played each other? Like, it's not like there was a lot of interconference play or not as much interconference play as there normally would have been in the normal college basketball season. So we, do, we didn't really get a feel for 
how good some of these Big Ten teams were against whatever Pac-12 or, or SEC schools. So because – but that's that's every year, though, really, isn't it? I mean, I know that it was, like, slightly shortened because well, – I don't know. It felt like it was more shortened than that. And then I look at some of the records and I see that they still played, you know. Like, Gonzaga still played 30, 30 games. And I'm thinking, well, who did they – like, did they play those teams in the whack six it, times? Yeah, they like, played Pepperdine they... nine times. <laughs> <laughs> ran, ran Pepperdine out of the gym nine, nine times. Nine wins so, against Pepperdine. But that should – I don't know. What you could argue maybe is that it's it's a shortcoming of the style. If you're going to say that the Big Ten, Big Ten teams all collectively play the same style, which isn't necessarily true it's a shortcoming of every or of, of their league that they fall victim to that specific scenario because none of the leagues really played each other much, but everyone seemed to know how to beat the big 10 teams. So. Well, one version of it that, that I heard that I don't necessarily buy into was the fact that when you don't have, when you don't play against other conferences that the big 10 just beat up in each other so much so that when they finally came t- tournament time, they were too beat up, you know, they were too banged up and, you know, to, to beat anybody else and i don't buy that at all i think that's i think that's stupid but if i had a like straw man drop i would just shout straw man at you because that doesn't <laughs> feel like that doesn't feel yeah. like an argument anyone is making no i don't buy it at no, all but that, that's to prep for it that's what that's what people that banged up they love to say that though and i thought you were going to drop the word cannibalize nick when you were talking about <laughs> I, it, people love I to say that. oh the big 10 they just cannibalize each other and <laughs> No, I don't buy yeah. that. No, I mean Ohio State going out in the first round to a 15 seed obviously was is you know the one that stands out. But Illinois didn't just lose. Illinois got ran out of the gym. Yeah, I, I mean, right? Did they not? I, no, they did. And but what do you expect? Like they they were going up against the forces of God. Like how are you going to yeah. beat God in a game of basketball? Hey man, that none. Can we tell listen, you what. Can we just not even get into that? I, I'm so over. I'm so over Gene. I was over it last tournament, and that I don't even know how many years ago that was. Oh my God, I don't want. She should live forever, but she's a fame whore, and I think she needs to go. Do <laughs> you have a shots fired drop? I need about three fifty. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm tired of the memes. I'm tired of the 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 casual sportscaster making their funny quips or what they think are funny quips about and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Lukewarm. Hey-o. Not specific. Shout out to lukewarm. Um, these lukewarm takes about how uh uh hey sister Jean uh is so old. She rem- just likes bad jokes that have been told by everybody a hundred times. I'm tired of it, and it's her fault. And you know what? Harry Potter jokes out the window too. Tired of the Gryffindor scarf joke. I don't know how deep I'm getting the weeds here, but it's a trap. I'm over it. On the list of things that that don't shock me at all, you not being a Sister Jean guy is like right on the top of that list. Yeah, yeah. pass. Yeah, hard, hard pass. pass. Super pass. Double <laughs> pass. Double pass. Double pass. <laughs> Infinity pass. <laughs> I'm glad you guys laugh at that because I I've been saying pass nonstop for the past like six months and everyone's pretty over it like 
no no one's no one's real i also have been calling people not like if anybody does something remotely cool or like positive or interesting i'm like oh you're a monster i can't believe you did that and now, someone asked me a couple of weeks ago why do you keep calling me a monster i'm like no it's it's endearing like it's good you're you're killing it you're a monster yeah. you're like a good monster a friendly I, monster yeah i've got to yeah. i've got to develop the the lexicon here a little bit further because i'm kind of stuck in a row i love pass though pass is great some people pass. aren't aren't here yeah. <laughs> you could deliver it in so many different ways yeah my my favorite is when someone's talking to you and you don't even look at them it's like hey do you want to go get ice cream pass <laughs> yeah that's a that's a zach barrett special right there <laughs> no emotion just pass baby, <laughs> just pass, baby. <laughs> that's your that's your al davis just win baby just pass yeah, just baby. pass baby well i'll have you know that i knew iowa wasn't gonna make a run I, I'm surprised at how many people still bit into that apple. Ever, people thinking that <laughs> because you've got Luca. Come on, man. When as a guy like I just it it's it's the same story year after year. And there's like Michigan State, uh, because that's what you know, I listen to Michigan State beat writers or whoever on their podcasts, and they're just shilling for Iowa. And I'm like, come on. It's so stupid. Like they don't play defense. Well, three things about Iowa. First of all, they're like the uh, the football in the Charlie Brown uh, cartoon where Charlie goes to kick the football and the football always gets pulled away. You should just never bet on Iowa. They're never going to win you anything in any sport. Second of all, uh, Luca Garza. I, he, apparently, he's very good at basketball. He won an award this year. I didn't see any of it. You can't be that good at basketball with eyebrows like that. You just can't. It's a rule. Fourth of all, uh, Fran McCaffrey, I think it's about time for him to scooch on out of town. Oh! Like, it's, it's, it's the same thing with uh, Kirk Ferentz. These, these guys, they, they get <laughs> lifetime contracts in Des Moines because, or wherever Iowa is, because there's no, because if they, if they let them go, nobody else is going to want to go there and coach in Iowa. They, they have these middling programs like that. Like I said, you can never trust to do anything but lose in big spots. So I think it's about time Iowa moves on from those guys and, and tries to do something a little different, a little more creative. They're, they're both the perfect, like in the perfect spot because they each, none of them will do anything that matters, but they just do enough to keep getting contract extensions. Like Ferentz will have a 10 win season and then go, you know, six and five or six and six or whatever for a couple of years and then win a bowl game and have a 10 win season and be ranked in the top 10 for a while. And they're like, all right, we got to give them another $30 million. And the same thing with Fran McCaffrey. You know what the Fran fate is, though, right? Well, that's why I knew not to go with him because you informed me about. Did the we Fran talk about fate. this already? Yeah, yeah, last week. Well, my dumb brain can't can't remember a week or two back, but uh, the Fran fade. It, it's it's clockwork, baby. You don't you don't they don't make it past the first weekend. No. This doesn't happen. The funny thing about Ferentz, too, is like you said, he'll he'll have a 10-win season, win a bowl game, and then all of a sudden the rumor mill will start swirling that. Oh, there's this vacancy that's looking at Kirk Ferentz. Oh, the Washington football team is looking into Kirk Ferentz. Maybe bring him up to the NFL. I guarantee you all those rumors are coming straight from his agent trying to earn and get an extension out of Iowa. And that's a uh, – God bless you, Iowa. You keep falling into that pit. Keep falling for that trap. Keep giving Did him money. Happen? Did that happen? That uh, – what, was, was the NFL looking at Kirk Ferentz supposedly? Yeah, oh, it, it oh, happens God. every time he gets one of these, these – uh, these seasons where Iowa comes out of nowhere and they're like in the top 10 for a few weeks, they go to the Outback Bowl, somehow get a win over an LSU team that like half their team has given up so that they can go get ready for the draft. And everyone says, ooh, Kirk Ferentz doing work. 
Oh. And, and now, and since we're talking about things we can get rid of that we're passing on, by the way, um, at the end of the third quarter at Kinnick, uh, is that Kinnick? Is that where they play in Iowa? Where they wave to the children's hospital? Get Girls. rid of that too. Oh, don't, don't do it. Zach, yeah. I care about you. Don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do don't it, Zach. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe don't get rid of the waving to the sick kids. That they can stay. But the rest of it. We should turn this into a segment, though. Pass or don't pass. <laughs> goofy. goofy, and I'm tired of it. All right, well, how about this? Pass or don't pass on Wisconsin jumping around at the start of the fourth quarter. Oh, I won't pass on that. That's terrific. Don't oh, but, pass. But waving to sick kids is where you cross the line. Um, I'm over of the, the, the every single college football Saturday, every time. What, what's, the, what's the kickoff show they do? Uh, college game, game day? day? Yeah, every, every game day, if they're, if they're at anything to do with Iowa, they've got a big 10-minute story. And it's the same thing over and over and over. I'm talking okay. strictly from an entertainment standpoint. Pass. It's, a, it's, it's Rinaldi in his breathy voice telling you about all these trials and tribulations that one wave that. solves. Dude, Rinaldi is going around the country with a magnifying glass trying to find a sad story to get everyone worked up about on every Saturday morning. And he always comes through. The tears fuel him. Rinaldi done with it or like he sounds like a pasta tell you can't trust him so is that is that a pass on tom rinaldi now yeah i'd pass on tom rinaldi wow i don't pass i double down whoa i love rinaldi he's great yeah i think he is too i'm just i'm i'm trying to do a bit here no zach the bit god do i have to explain this to you the bit gets ruined when you tell people it's a bit what are you talking about? I didn't honestly. It gets ruined when you say the word "bit" too many times because it just gets confusing. Bit. It well, does the... not sound like a word. That, yeah, bit, 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 bit. Here's a great bit. Is bit? is whenever bit. someone's talking and you don't really like there, you, there's a little wiggle room in the conversation. You don't have to be totally serious and, and you're okay pissing them off. Is they, if they're trying to explain something to you and you you just don't understand. After a while, just be like, "What are you doing? A bit? Like, what, what's going on?" <laughs> I love doing that. I love doing that. <laughs> what is this? A, a bit, bit or something? I say it to my wife, and she has no idea. No. Oh, you're already on this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's All great. Right. It's great. By the way, it's called semantic satiation. That that experience of a word losing its meaning. Uh, ah, ah. Nah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Tongue. Please tell me you're doing this because of Ted Lasso or, or am I just dragging us back into the Lasso pit? Ted Lasso. I never heard of him. Led Tasso. Uh, couldn't be me. Lasso. Hardly know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've honestly not seen it. No, it's fine. We can move on. I, yeah. They do a, they do a scene. They do a bit about semantics. God, it's the whole episode, isn't it? Pretty much. Wait, you've seen it. <laughs> ah, gotcha. yeah, I finished it. I finished the series. I finished this the season. You so when we talked about this a few episodes ago, had you not seen it, or did you just watch it and wanted to get my thoughts? I had you, I seen. Liked it. I had seen three episodes, and then I finished it because it's easy to. I mean, they're only thirty minute episodes, so it's easy. Yeah, to watch. it's easy watching anyway. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, eh, I'm like, eh, eh. five hours of my life I won't get back, but whatever. I wasn't gonna well, do anything. How about this? Pass or don't pass on Ted Lasso. It's a pass for me. Can we can we come up with something other than don't pass? 
pass or like, pass or keep the rock. Keep. Oh my god. Pass or pass or ISO. Like pass like, or charge. Pass or charge. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking, okay. of, speaking of which, have you guys okay, ever Rex watched, Chapman? Have you ever watched? Hey, Chapman, he steals yeah. it. He steals it from other people. Such a oh, do be careful. Oh, do not go way. after Rex Chapman. Why Uber is he listening? Pass. Uber pass on Rex Chapman. Uber, I know. Uber, Uber Rex. pass. You hate Rex. Is it just because he this steals so everyone else's stuff? Dude, he sucks. That he doesn't understand how terrible that is. But he did drugs. Oh, he did drugs. Get Rinaldi on the story. Oh, oh that's a good one. They already he did. Sh- yeah. <laughs> that's called a, a callback. Wait, what did we? What did we? Is it? Are we doing pass or pass or hold the rock? <laughs> <laughs> pass or iso pass it's a little ISO. hold the rock is a little wordy but i kind of like, like it the wordier the better <laughs> pass or keep it to your damn self oh speaking of the rock i uh i bought his face mask this week because yeah, you might have now, tweeted it didn't you now that we're moving out of face masks in the gym i decided to get a proper gym face mask but um apparently the rocks logo is like a like a bowl with the horns sort of i cut like similar to the texas longhorns yeah Yeah. it's a rock horns exactly but it's badass and so i'm saying uh hold the rock on the rock or pass me the rock on the rock i pass Pass the rock yeah pass me the rock yeah yeah dish it off um did you did you say you're you're transitioning out of masks in the gym? You want to talk about that? Do you want to defend that position here? Well, I I mean we are I I assume Colorado is probably going to move to a space where we don't have to wear masks in the gym here pretty soon because our numbers oh, wow. have been falling. We're starting we're going to have fans at Abs and Nuggets games here within the next couple of weeks. So that so, that's just me assuming. And hey, right. we may not, which is fine. Right now, I have my athletic because, masks. Well, just because the government recommends it, you feel that's okay. Like a sheep, big sheep. Yes, I'm a, ah. I'm a sheeple. Pass me the rock on this bit I'm doing, or uh, pass on this. I'm gonna, pa- I'm gonna pass on your coronavirus judgment, Zach. That's what I'm gonna do. And he's frozen. Ha, karma. <laughs> I want to pound the rock. I want to <laughs> pound it. <laughs> pass on this internet connection. How about that? There we go. Where are Wait, you? Is- At a red roof inn somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. What are you doing? I'm just trying to get a good spot. This car is getting so hot. That's why you're wearing the tank top. What I feel degree? like Ace Ventura crawling out of the ass of a rhino. What degree is it? That was so good. I don't know. I mean, my laptop, the bottom of my laptop is probably 108. Mm. How's this? You look I was like just staring at your armpit. Yeah, whatever. Are you guys hot tub guys? I like a hot tub. I'm a recent hot tub guy, Nick. Yeah, I'd I'd pound the rock on a hot tub. Pound it. Yeah, yeah, I'd I, pound I, I, the would, rock I would too. What's the ideal temperature Fahrenheit? Hundred. Hundred. No, well, hundred's a little, little warm. I would say probably what? like like ninety eight. What? Whoa, that's your a body temperature. Man. That's a body. T- <laughs> that's a bath. <laughs> I want I want to I want to wait around in human soup. That's what I want. <laughs> Give me Dude. a bar of soap in a yeah. ninety eight degree bath. 
Yeah, you're describing a bubble bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No well, chlorine or anything. Okay, else. I'll pound the rock on a bubble bath too. Bubble baths All are right. delightful. All right. What do you guys feel about cranking it to 106? How do you feel about that? That's a pass for me, dog. <laughs> That's a pass. Are you speaking from experience here? Did you just have an experience with a hot tub recently? I did, yes. And the 106 felt like 101 to me. So um you should probably get that checked out. That's not normal. <laughs> I, I stand up, my entire body's pink. I'm like, I think I'm all right. <laughs> also, being able to tell temperature with your skin, that seems like a superpower. No, it's probably got a thermometer in there. Everyone can do that. Wait. No, no, no. Yeah, but when like, it starts to fall off, you know, it's <laughs> above 105. The fact that he said 106 feels like 101, I would have oh, no oh, idea yeah. what either right. feels like. You're right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense what I said. It doesn't make sense. Does not I was going to say you are glowing, Zach, so there may be a after effects from your dip how long tub. are you staying at how long are you staying submerged at 106 oh not that long give me a minute how many minutes five five minutes okay anything above five and i would have been really but, concerned yeah but then you do the thing like okay the ideal place to, you want here's my ideal hot tub situation is you sit submerged for five minutes in the very hot you keep it very hot 106 is ideal and you, there's a spot in the jacuzzi where you can sit like uh on your ass and your legs like you're sitting in a chair but like not up to your hips are you submerged but like halfway up your thigh if that makes sense and you just then, got a wet butt wet butt yeah but it's, ass. it's the best i i can't recommend it i can't recommend it more how so when you say fully submerged we're talking to the neck or what are you doing and he's frozen he's frozen above nipples or below nipples when you're when you're when you say fully submerged, Zach, what do you neck. uh neck? Okay. Oh my god. What? What? No, are you can't. are you a uh, fully like submerge your head in the hot tub type of guy, or do you keep that out of the water? I'll keep it up. I'll do it lately now that I got long hair because if I want to go for effect, I can give a big whip back. People love that. Especially yeah, the, I'm, sure the, I'm sure the other dudes in the hot tub are all about it. <laughs> They're all cheering me on. Yeah, yeah, good wetback. The couple, the couple from Champagne sitting next to you, really yeah. loved you whipping your hair in their face. Are you a big steam guy, steam or sauna guy? I will, yes. I will if it's like a challenge. Um, it doesn't do much for me um, as like therapeutic. Like I'm not gonna go sit in there to feel better, right? Unless, oh, you know what's really good for at least for the mental is uh after all like you're trying to work off a hangover or something so you go i saw that so that you you uh sweat out all the toxins that makes me feel better about it for the mental i do like a sauna but i will pass on the steam room not interested yeah see for the longest time i didn't even realize there was a difference and then i went in and then i went into a steam room and was like what is happening to me what is oh wait a minute different than (laughs) huh different than sauna yeah, right. I thought oh. I just walked into a burning room. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, what we're talking about then. <laughs> I a remember steam the room versus a sauna. Saunas are good. I don't know what is the difference. One is made of cedar. One is like it's just steam, so it's usually like tile or porcelain. It's oh, like a like a Turkish yeah. bath sort of vibe, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. other is like usually Perfect. wood, and it's just heat. It's not like the, yes, the okay. steam in there. Well, that's good. Yes, it's dry. It's, it's drier. It's a dry heat. Uh, yeah. Is it though? Well, you sweat very quickly, so. Yeah, you pour it out. Mm. 
I remember the first time like I went into a steam room we had one at the rec center near my house when I think the first time I went in was in like middle school and uh, we went in and I was like, why would anyone ever sit in here? And my friend was like, no, you just have to like calm down and relax and like you will eventually be able to catch your breath. And I'm like, eventually catch my breath. I don't want to have to worry about if I can breathe. Yeah, not relaxing. Pass. I think because the only times I go into like steam or sauna rooms is at like like the gym. And we went, Nicole and I, my wife, Nicole and I went into the one at the, what was the gold? Was it golds that we had a membership to in Grand Junction? Yeah, golds. golds After we went skiing once. And we went to the hot tub, and then we went and sat in the, the sauna or the, the sauna for a little bit. And there was some dude in there. He was yoked, and he was fasting and only eating vegetables or something. And he was just telling us about how irritable and how mean he was. And he was just like, just like sweating his ass off and flexing. And just be like, yeah, I've had like six peas today. I'm like, damn, man, I think we're going to get out then. God, I've had six peas today. I'm pissed. Yeah, he was bald. You know, yoked, yoked, bald dudes. That's a whole. That's a different level. Yeah, I pass on that. And I imagine he's just got like beads of sweat running down his head as he's sitting there flexing in the sauna, counting them. We've all seen this person. We all know what he looks like. Do you know the person who just like let's say you're in there enjoying? Maybe you've got a small group of people. You're enjoying it. One person just walks in with a towel, dumps an entire cup of water on the (laughs) thing, and he just doesn't care about anyone else. Doesn't even say that. Everyone's got to leave now. With me. (laughs) I had one time a guy walked in and he put like eucalyptus oil or like some sort of menthol type thing and it burned my eyes he was like, it's good for you right I'm like i have to go man you're like i can't see i gotta go man tea tree oil i don't remember what it was well how about the first time you go into a hot uh, sauna with somebody above the age of 45 and they hang dong Ooh. I was going to say the guy who walks in and dumps water on the, the rocks is the same dude that plops that towel down and <laughs> si- sits Captain Morgan style on the bench. One leg propped up balls to the wind. He's got a yeah. story to tell you. <laughs> he sure does. And it's going to require a lot of hand motions. Nick, yeah, you don't have to mute Rachel. yourself when you laugh. I feel like Dave and I are the only ones laughing. It's, it's, no, that uh, time I wasn't laughing. I'm like coughing or clearing my throat is oh. when I mute myself. Oh, I, when, I, well, when I laugh, you'll hear it, okay? Want, you make I me laugh you and you'll in. hear me laugh. I don't, want, I don't want our eight viewers to think that you don't think anything that we're saying is funny. Well, I don't. Be, I don't think anything you say is funny. I don't find this to be funny at all. He's passing on the pod. I'm passing on the pod. Podcast pass. And by the way... Eight is a you're low, you're lowballing me with eight. We had 19 plays last week. Thank you very much. Wow, we had a lot on the uh, the Texas freezes over episode 46. That's our high water mark. People were very interested to hear how you fared during your uh, the birth of your daughter and uh, loss of power in your state. Yeah, 30 of them were related to me, and, and it meant I just didn't have to tell individually that story. So everyone who asked you, oh, how are things going down there? You just sent them the I link to the podcast. Link. Sent them a link and said, here you go. Here's everything you need to know. That's efficient. Like we should use the podcast to like, if we have things to tell a group of people, say it on the podcast and then like, hey, here you go. 
family. This is what, this is everything you'd like to know about whatever the subject is. Yeah, I can dig it. I'm getting, I'm getting the call folks. What call? Call to what? It's dinner time. It's dinner time. Ooh, take us with you. you. Where are you right now? I'm at Lindsay's. (laughs) I thought take you us were in with a hotel. you. Take us with you to dinner. I can't. I simply can't do that. Why? Who else is there? Who else is there? When I unplug my laptop, it's gonna die. That's bullshit. Yeah. No, that's no, no. A weak no, no, no. Weak. Come on. All right. Here's one for you. Be great. Oh wait, no. Don't start. Oh, he just. That's a strategic. That's a strategic. That is a bad job right that, there. Yeah. That's no, I'm too passing on that freeze. I'm passing yeah. on that freeze. <laughs> I gotta go. Zach, have you have you watched at all? Last Chance You on Netflix, the basketball version of it? Nope. So we can't talk about it, I guess, then. You have. You need to take us to dinner. I'm not letting – I'm like a dog with a bone on this one. What are we having? We're having – Um. oh, did I freeze? No. No, you were still moving. I can see your eyes shifting. <laughs> he's doing it again. I can see his hair growing. Oh, now he's going to hug up on us. That – unbelievable all right well that's messed up man i really wanted to go to dinner well let's see give him a few minutes here maybe he'll like call us the right thing yeah do the right thing yeah yeah do the right thing and we can we can finish up the pod just you and me dave you want to have an adult conversation i'd like to have an adult conversation all right so the big so the big the big newsmaker in the last week was the disparity between the men's and the women's tournaments NCAA tournament, the basketball tournament. One of the big stories, sure. You could say that. Um, and it struck to, you know, in a way, Title IX and, and fair and equal and all that good stuff. And I'm curious to know how you feel about it because I know that, you know, everyone says, hey, that's, you know, that's messed up, you know, all that, all that stuff. But at the same time, and I, and I think it's important to keep this in keep this in mind when talking about the amenities that are provided to two separate sports, because men's basketball and women's basketball are, you know, they're both basketball, but they're different pots. I think, I mean, I know, I mean, I think they're different pots in that regard. And so the revenue that is generated by men's basketball is greater than what is generated by women's basketball. I'm not breaking news. Like that's just, I think that's just the way it is. And so I kind of thought that the amenities that were provided to them in some way reflected that disparity, which, you know, take it up with the consumer, not necessarily, you know, the, you know, the powers that be that are buying the weight rooms or everything. But I, I get the sense that that opinion is not necessarily accepted in 2021. Is it accepted, Nick? Well, I would – a couple things uh, based on what you just said. So understanding that, yes, revenue is probably different. Um just to clarify, you think that the initial weight room that they set up for the women was representative of of what they what the disparity might be in revenue? Because um, I'm going to say say I want clarity, but I don't actually want clarity from you because um, the reaction from the NCAA st- seems to say that that's not the case. Because once all this stuff became public, they went in and put together a weight room that was uh, to the standard of professional athletes. I think that or I guess professional athletes. Well, yeah, college yeah, athletes that, is college athletes are subject. professional <laughs> athletes. We don't need to get into that. So <clears throat> the, the issue here for me is this, that um, revenue, notwithstanding, these are elite athletes at a t- 
tournament that is funded and it has, they have a lot of money for this tournament. Okay. And it's not that the women were asking for the same weight room that the men had, but it's kind of embarrassing that the NCAA thought that one rack of dumbbells and a stack of yoga mats was enough for however many teams were at that facility that were going to need to do workouts to stay in shape, that that was enough for the women that were going to be playing in this tournament. It speaks to the idea that female athletes don't deserve the same type of uh, space that male athletes do. And I don't think that has anything to do with revenue. I think that just has to do with oversight from whoever was in charge at the NCAA. I also think it's indicative of a larger problem here that so many levels to this had to be passed before we got to the point where where these women were posting pictures of the weight room, right? Someone had to go put the, the sign on those yoga mats that said NCAA women's exercise facility. Not one of them thought, Hey, this doesn't seem right. Should we ask a question as to like, where's the rest of the equipment? Like all the way from the, the, the person setting that, that card out there to whoever's decision it was at the top of the NCAA ladder to say, yeah, this is all we are allocating for their workout facility. I think the workout facility is just, a, it's a sort of window into what women have been clamoring for, for a few years now, well, I guess longer than a few years, but it's been in the headlines the last few years from the, uh, us women's soccer team that, uh, the women's sports are just not respected the same way that men's sports are. And in a space like the NCAA, this is something that needed the, the uh, it needed to be corrected. And that, that oversight that created it needs to be weeded out because it's not fair. It's not fair to the, to the elite athletes that these women are to be treated that way. So the issue isn't necessarily that it was not equal to the men's. It was that it was substandard for the, at for the situation that it was exactly hey, we're not looking for you know squat racks so we can throw around 380 in our off days we're looking for more than seven yoga mats is that that's, i mean that's the that's the crux of it yeah that's to, to me it's one thing if the if the two weight rooms are different we understand that women and men are different that doesn't that doesn't need to be a point of contention the problem is the idea that someone thought that was enough for the women to continue to get exercise i think that's where the the issue was well i'm curious to know i bet there was a school of thought that said well why do the women you know why do the women need free weights you know they're like they're not men they're not lifting weight. you know i've i've legitimately think that that was a school of thought that said well yeah we'll give them up to 15 pound dumbbells because what do they need 20s for they're girls yeah they're just gonna jazz her size <laughs> right they're gonna do yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna do jazz- their, their aerobics mats, good right yeah I, I, I guarantee you that's was what some of the thinking was, at least along the road. Well, and, and I think the NCAA, and I think most, I think a lot of organizations do this and it's not, it's not by accident, but there seems like such a lack of accountability in terms of, well, whose decision was that? You, you mentioned the chain of command to say the guy that puts the sign on it that says women's training facility. And he says, boy, this is really, this seems really weird. He goes to their boss who goes to their, you know, Who's the last guy? Is it, It's not Mark Emmer. It's not, you know, who's the guy that says, well, this is the way that we're going to distribute these funds. And I'm, I'm confident that this is the way that we're doing it because we don't ever hear from him and we don't ever hear about the consequences that, you know, that, that are wrought from their decisions. And I think that I mean, it just, 
the NCAA never helps itself in these situations. They can come out and issue these tearful, oh, you know, I got a daughter and it was embarrassing. It's, then stop doing it. Stop doing it. You guys are not the you guys are the poster children for do as we say, not as we do type of type of stuff. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head and Mark Emmert, uh, Emmert or whatever, a pass on him. Hard pass, pass super pass. Super pass. <laughs> Um, and that's the thing. There is no accountability within the NCAA. The NCAA itself is the sham organization like that harkens back to the early 1900s. We don't need an NCAA anymore, yet they can they continue to collect money and, and do whatever it is they do. Um, but the, the, the lack of accountability in a situation like this. Now, I haven't the, I haven't seen someone um, be hit with consequences because of the decision to, to have the weight room stack out this way. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I just haven't seen it. So if it has, then whatever, write me a letter saying how stupid I am. But the fact that no one got in trouble for, for this decision being played, played out the way that it did um, is, is mind boggling to me. It's one thing. Okay. Once the pictures came out on social media, Everyone realized this was wrong, right? No one was on the other side of that. Everyone realized something needed to happen. And the NCAA moved super quickly to get that new weight room put up. And that part of it, we can put to bed, right? They, they, they corrected the mistake. They apologized. That, that part of it, I think, we're all good with. The thing that I still have an issue with was the decision-making. The people in charge, clearly, that their thinking isn't going to change at this point. They're going to continue to think this way. And it's going to, like you said, happen again in other different, maybe more nefarious ways. So the decision makers need to be held accountable. And I just haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, things like when events like this happen, they hurt the image of the NCAA, but the NCAA has amassed so much power that it's irrelevant. The things that are going to do damage to the NCAA and the cartel and the format for amateurism in this country are like what's happening in California and what's going on with um, athletes or collegiate athletes being able to cash in on their, their likeness. And that's how we kind of shift the power away from the NCAA. Cause you're right. It's archaic. I mean, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's like 1915, the, the neighborhood kid going to USC on a football scholarship, but like pro football isn't a thing. He's still going to go on to be a lawyer. Like it's not like that was a completely different, you know, Avenue. And right. the fact that that really hasn't changed a whole lot is, ah, I mean, the NCAA was created in part to help coordinate all these different conferences and schools and, and, and connect them and help them communicate and, and blah, 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 organize tournaments, all this stuff. They, they don't, the, uh, the, the, the schools don't need that anymore. And what the NCAA serves to do uh, that is, I mean, the most controversial aspect of it is to keep these athletes broke, to keep them into sort of this indentured servitude. And that's that what they continue to pr protect. I think you're totally right that the, the move of, of these student athletes to, uh, to grab the, the power away from their likenesses and to start to be able to collect money on that is one step. I think this situation is actually a good example of college kids starting to realize the power that they have, because I think in years past, maybe especially in women's sports, uh, the girls would have been either too scared to put something like that out on social media, or they would have directly been told, Hey, Let's just focus on the tournament, okay? We're here to play basketball. Yeah. We'll make sure you we'll make sure you get a good workout in somehow, but let's stay focused on the goal at hand, which is winning a championship. 
these girls said, no, like we need to stand up for what's right. We need to show the world what's going on here. And that's, I think the evolution of the college athlete that we've seen sort of manifest itself in, in a lot of ways over the past year with the, the various uh, civil rights marches and the, uh, the way that the big 10 acted in uh, whether or not they were going to bring football back, like the list goes on, but we're seeing college athletes realize their power. And the more that they realize it and the more that they put pressure on the powers that be to, 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 to take that power. You're right. We are going to see, I think we're going to see the NCAA come crashing down and now not in 10 years, like within the next five. And that, and that doesn't happen. That's universities bending a knee as well, because they're complicit in this whole thing. That's, you know, five years ago, that tweet's not getting sent because that, you know, that school is saying, Hey, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, we're not, we're, we're here to play a game. We'll, we'll, we'll try and bring in some, you know, some free weights for you and everything. Or like, and, Hey, we'll take care of it. You guys just focus yeah. on basketball and then it never gets taken care of. No. Yeah. The universities are hundred percent complicit. They, they are, they're protecting their money just like everybody else. But the, we're starting to see a little bit of the conscience come in in some places where the, the coaches and some of the athletic directors are starting to, to, to come around on this. And the more that that happens, the quicker that this will all come crashing down. Yeah. And I think we'll be, I think we'll be better for it. You know, what I think scares a lot of people is losing the tradition, lose, you know, if the NCAA no longer prefaces, you know, college basketball tournament, you know, well, who were the previous champs? Where, where do we pick it up? Where, how does it work? What are the history books? I think that, I think that legitimately bothers the powers that be and people above a certain age. And I think that's our, that's a huge impediment to, to change in the system. But this is college athletics is like a multi-billion dollar industry. We can figure this stuff out. We can figure out the college football playoff, right? They, they did that, even though they got pushed back on that a long time because, oh, the bowl games are sacred. We need our, ah. we need our Tostitos Fiesta Bowl or else college football will lose all meaning. Like, no, we can figure these things out. We can find a way to get kids paid for 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 the the labor that they're doing in building these schools reputation and bringing in money we can find a way to um to to keep things still like regulated and whatever without the need of an oversight organization that is only there to protect the money and the power of the old traditional ways so like this idea that traditions need to be protected i think is just a way it's like a a shield that these people use to, to protect from having to find a way to be creative and change. Pass or charge on the idea that college basketball has a similar rule that college baseball has in the sense that if you go to, if you, you have the option to go pro straight out of high school, but if you elect to go to college, then you have to stay there for, I think it's two years in baseball have that same rule for basketball. So you could still go pro right out of high school, but if you want to go to college, you have to stay there for two years. So if Fran McCaffrey uh, decides, you know what? I'm over Iowa. I'm going to go coach at uh, BYU. He gets to BYU, signs a contract there, has a great year at BYU, makes a run to the final four. And then all of a sudden Iowa wants him back and backs up the Brinks truck. And he goes back to Iowa without any penalty. If Fran McCaffrey can do that, why can't Christian McCaffrey when he's at Stanford? Why can't uh, insert player name here? I, I'm, I pass on every rule that restricts the, the player from being able to do things that the other entities of in, within athletics can do. And what I mean by that is um, 
rules that restrict. Well, the transfer uh, portal stuff, the transfer portal stuff was, I mean, that's, if you're wondering what college athlete athletics were all about for the longest time, it was restricting the movement of college athletes to different universities on some, you know, yeah. And the idea, the idea that you have to, you have to stay in school for a certain amount of time, I think is archaic as well. I think you just, if, if you, if you want to, you can continue doing college athletics and you can continue doing school and sport, but you can't be shackling these kids into these three-year commitments for what, like, what is the, what is the point of that? Other than to keep it, lose it. All of the sports should lose that. Like, I think, uh, I think baseball is the one that has, like, well, the one, I mean, that's the only pro circuit that it is because football, they have to stay regardless. They're not even eligible thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's protecting them from this, from themselves, I believe is the intention of that rule. And I agree. And I I think if you, if you're setting age limits on your professional sports league, that I am 100% in favor of because a lot of industries have those sorts of age limits. You can't be a, whatever a welder at 16 like they're not going to let you go and do professional welding work like you have to be a little bit older i totally get i totally get trying to restrict how old you have to be to enter the league what i don't like is the idea that if you enter school all of a sudden there you are three years of your life you have to be here and do this and don't get paid and go to class allegedly and 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 earn a degree allegedly um when when Fran McCaffrey can go wherever the hell he wants. Why do Fran. I keep picking on Fran McCaffrey? It's a funny uh, name, it's, I guess. It's the day to pick on Fran, though. He's <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging Fran. This was a good one. Look at us getting into some serious waters. Yeah, we couldn't have done it with Zach. No. He would have <laughs> ruined it. Boys, we're back in time.